Uh-oh. You've dialed up the Sports Best extravaganza on the Believe Podcast Network. Today's show has been rated as L-E-O by the Podcast Association of America, which translates to left ear only, meaning you should only wear your left earbud to get the full effect of this week's show. He is Andrew Keller, rated by Sports Talk Show Podcast as the best in what he does by Talkers Magazine. And I'm Larry Olson, rated best middle kid by Family Magazine. Andrew Keller, we have so much sports to get to. As I keep mentioning, my head's going to explode. I don't want your head to explode. I also want to warn people about this left earbud only. I found that like it's a safer way to wear over-the-ear noise-canceling headphones because you can just fully focus on what you're doing. I, I've never had a noise-canceling headphone. I, I've never owned one. I've never used one. So I don't know the, under, the, the idea that you can't hear anything else. That, that's kind of foreign to me. It's life-changing. It's worth the investment if you're going to fly one more time in your life. Being on an airplane with noise-canceling headphones, people don't talk to you. You can have theater-quality sound when you're watching on your, on your phone or your tablet. Highly okay. recommend it. Save I'm up. Gonna get, I'm going to end this. I'm going to do this. All right. Andrew Keller, so when I go play football with the fellas, throw the pigskin around, there's a high likelihood that I'm going to pull a hammy because I haven't played football in a while. And so, you know, hey, more likely that I'm going to get hurt. Guess what's happening in the NFL? They didn't have the preseason. They didn't practice very hard. And guess what? Everybody's pulling a hammy like Uncle Larry. Yeah, a lot of people are getting hurt. Like you said, no OTAs, no mini camps. And I think the, the emphasis or the idea was players needed to focus on their own personal training regimen. And it sounds like maybe people can't be trusted. Well, but I just think like there's something about game speed and like working out in your basement. And in a perfect world, they would have geared up to game speed. There was no gearing up. It was just like, hey, you're in your gym lifting, doing bench press, and then right. they throw you out on the field. It seems like. I feel like if we closed our eyes and forgot that the pandemic happened and went back a year, the conversation was we need to get rid of the preseason because too many people are getting hurt. <laughs> Got rid of the preseason, too many people are getting hurt. Look at you, like Nostradamus. Can we, right? um, can we, can we go through the list real quick? Because I love this list because Saquon Barkley was probably on the top of people's fantasy football list. He's out for the season, torn ACL. Christian McCaffrey, also very high on the fantasy football list draft. Got an ankle. He's going to be out lots of the season. The 49ers, I feel like, took it the worst. The 49ers banged up. Just got crushed. Their best defensive player, Nick Bosa, ACL, out for the season. Their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, ankle, gone for like six weeks. Just announced this week, their two starting running backs, both will not play this week. Have you ever actually been injured long-term from playing sports after the age of 20? Uh, Not after the age. I mean, I mean, I played through high school, so I didn't really have anything like, you know. I played some softball in San Francisco. I think I was about 26 or 27. I was trying to beat the throw at first base, and I ruptured my quad, specifically Uh my rectus femoris, which is the top one, completely separated, and I have since retired. So all that to say, my Nostradamus mind says they should keep the preseason. Did um, Did that require surgery? Oh, it's not possible to have surgery. The analogy the doctor made was it's like trying to sew raw meat together. Whenever your Ew. muscle fires, it'll just rip through. You can reattach a tendon that, that if, you, if you disconnect the tendon, but not, not in the middle of the muscle. So I have a permanent bulge in my left leg. Hey, wow. The dangers of playing sports as an adult. But with all the people in the NFL getting hurt, I don't know if you've seen that we talked about the warnings that were issued, but uh, the coaches did not heed those warnings. And three different 
organizations and three coaches, Denver, Seattle, and San Francisco, all were fined. The teams were fined $250,000 and the coaches 100000 each for not wearing a mask properly. Do you think that's a fair punishment? Okay, here's what I don't understand. Okay, most of these coaches, when you watch them on the sideline, they got their placard over their face so people can't see their lips to see what they're saying. Literally, the Raiders coach on Monday Night Football is wearing the mask and also putting the placard over his mask. Like, they can't see your lips with the mask. And now, you, like, it doesn't make any sense that they will put the placard over. Just wear the mask. I, don't, I just, I'm confused by, like, what the, this deal is that they don't wear the mask. I think the placard thing is a muscle memory thing that you can yeah, do instinctively. Must be. Must be. You, know, you know how much I like numbers, though. I looked it up. So, Pete Carroll makes about $7 million a year. $100,000 fine is 1% of his salary. The average American makes $56,000 a year, which would equate to about $800 fine. So I don't know how much the $1%, $100,000 is affecting his day-to-day. Dude, 800 bucks, man? That, I would, I would have a serious, I'd have to have a serious talk with my wife if I was like, she's like, you didn't wear a mask at 500 bucks? She'd be like, yo, man, we got a problem. So you think Pete Carroll's going home and being like, oh, crap. I got to write this $100,000 check. Uh, uh, probably not. My favorite still is the Kansas City Chiefs coach, Andy Reid. Dude, he's going full, like, plastic dental mask. It's like, dude, he just looks so stupid. It looks yeah. so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. We had the big uh, opening of the Las Vegas Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. The Raiders opened their brand-new 65,000-seat stadium. Of course, no fans on Monday Night Football. They beat the Saints. 34 to 24. Did you see any of the game? I saw a little bit of it. I, I mainly tuned in to see what the Death Star looked like in yes. person. I drove past it yes. a couple weeks ago, and it is imposing. It is an imposing place. So that's what everybody's saying. Like it's they they are calling it the Death Star, and they everybody sort of uniformly. I was reading up on this. They really do call like an like a impo- like a team's going to come on there and be like, "Ooh, the Death Star." Yeah. Did you see that John Gruden like? completely ignoring the star wars reference was like yeah we're the death star we're gonna steal the souls of our opponents like it's like he's like i'm gonna spin it i watched a little bit of the game they had um al davis's wife i think her name's margaret or something i don't know Errol carol something she lit the al davis torch so this eternal al davis torch is gonna be and so it, it'll be interesting to see i really am excited to know if people are going to make this a destination will you go to las vegas to see your team play and make a weekend of it and is it gonna is it gonna really work in las vegas i think long term it will i think people love going to vegas and love throwing money around and it's like during the football season it'll drive more people to vegas i think that vegas is more popular like march to august because it starts off with um the ncaa tournament and the people love being there in the summer and this will maybe give an uptick in the winter. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm sort of torn, them leaving the Bay Area and going to Vegas. But it'll be fun. After the game, do you see this? John Gruden sort of like, like threw this little nugget in after the game on Monday night that he had coronavirus. Like, he's like giving this, like talking to a local reporter. He's like, and I had coronavirus in July. And it was like, what? Well, yeah, we talked about that. He like, it was a big... He told everyone that he had it, and it was like, this was just a drill, so you know anyone can get it. So, I don't know, do you think he actually had it then, or do you think that drill happened and he got it later? He's sort of saying that everybody thought it was a joke, but he presented it as a joke, but it wasn't a joke. He really had coronavirus. Yeah. 
I saw the New York Times. No, the New Yorker had an article, I think today, about the public shaming of coronavirus. And it's like one of those things, it's real. It's like if you get it, not only do you have to deal with the virus, but you have to deal with the public view or perception that you're a terrible person for getting the virus. I think it's been compared to like um, sexually transmitted diseases. It's like there's a stigma to it now. So having the coronavirus is the same as having chlamydia. It's like, you're gonna. Yeah. You have to, you have to talk to everyone that you've come into contact with and be like, Hey, this is awkward. I know you have a girlfriend, but I have coronavirus. And I might've had crabs. I mean, I don't want to, I'm trying to feel how many more STDs I, references I can get in the show without I the bet kids you can come angry. up with many more. <laughs> the Cowboys played this weekend. How about the, oh, the Cowboys? Yeah! Oh, you took it. <laughs> Did you see their comeback? The, the most no, because I, I turned the game off because I thought they lost, Andrew. I thought the over. game was over. What's the threshold that you think a game is over? Is that 13 I, points? 14? Dude, this game was over, man. I turned it on like, ah, Cowboys suck. Yeah, they were the, let me read this, the first team in 441 games to beat an opponent that scored 39 without committing a turnover, and the seventh in 1,800 games in the last 20 seasons to rally from a deficit of at least 15 points in the last five minutes of the game. Crazy. Did you see the onside kick? Did you see it in replay? Dude, I was, we had heard about it on the radio. I was driving with my boys, and they kept describing it as a watermelon kick, and my boys are like, what is a watermelon kick, Dad? What is a watermelon kick? It was, it was a very well-executed kick, but I think the credit needs to go to the Falcons for not knowing the rules. <laughs> so basically, the ball is slow. It looked like it was a slowly like um, a curling putt going down the field. And <laughs> the Atlanta player's like, no, 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 I don't want it. And then it gets 10 yards, and the Cowboys jump on it and end up winning. The reason I like this story is that I always like creativity, like uh -huh. that the Cowboys came up with something that nobody really had ever thought of before. Hey, let's use a curling phenomenon to get this ball down there and maybe get it back. Yeah, and it worked out for him. But again, the Falcon players need to know the rules, like <laughs> jump on the ball now. Well, and, you know, this was – it's not like this came as a surprise. Like an onside kick was coming. It's not like they were, like, surprised. Like they probably – someone should have called them over and like, hey, guys, they're onside kick coming, grab the ball. Yeah, I remember I was on the hands team in high school. Which yes, was you were. Was on if you had a hands like, team in the bingo, by the way, if you had a hands team in the uh, sports best bingo, thank you. It's G7. Uh, <laughs> basically, you just, you know, I don't know. You have one job and you know that, like, don't let it go 10 yards and cover it, but don't kick it. Like, if you, t if you can't cover it, don't. But I don't know. I'm happy Listen, for the Cowboys. And I'm, I, I don't know if You're I'm not. happy for the Falcons or not, but, man, those guys are some serious chokers. Remember when they, like, had their, like, foot on the throat of the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago and just literally pooped on themselves to lose that game. Man. Yeah. It's, it's a tragic event for those guys, but uh, how about them Cowboys? Andrew Keller, simple question for you. Can you please tell me what you were doing 14 years ago? I have exactly the only note I wrote for this story verbatim, quote, I moved to California 14 years ago. Now, does not that seem like forever ago? That was a while ago, yeah. It seems like for 14 years ago, I had no kids. I was like a happy guy. My face looked full, and, and I was vibrant and full of life 14 years ago. And now you're sad, defeated. Dude, I got leather face. You could see the joy. There's no joy in my soul. No, it's sad. It's a good thing this is a podcast, because otherwise people wouldn't tune in. <laughs> San Diego Padres have made the baseball playoffs for the first time in 14 years.
Can I submit a conspiracy theory? Yes, of course. I lived in Colorado 14 years ago. Okay. They made the playoffs. I moved to California, and my presence there stifled it. A month ago, I decided to live in Colorado for a month. I'm in Colorado right now. That opened the floodgates for them to sneak into the playoffs. I think I am solely responsible for the Padres making the playoffs. I don't want to uh, burst your bubble, but I don't think the Rockies are going to make the playoffs. That's okay. I'm okay. a Rangers guy. Okay. Rangers, Rangers guy. I don't think they're going to make the, make the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> I want to burst your bubble. Well, uh, I'm, but, a, I'm a Kia Tigers guy. <laughs> you are a Kia Tigers guy. Here's the thing about the baseball players. Like, there's a billion – like, almost all of the teams in the league, except for the Rangers and the Rockies, are making the playoffs. There's, like, so many teams making the playoffs, so it's not that big a deal that the Padres are in. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to poop on their parade too much. But, you know, a lot of teams are in the playoffs. So you don't think they can go the distance? No, no. I actually do. I think the Padres are great. I think they are an absolute legitimate threat. And I think, bar none, they're like one of the funnest teams to watch. Yeah. They're my um, third favorite team, as you know. So I would have no problems with them winning the World Series. Are you going to add them to your uh, updated parlay bet? I No. I'm going to be still rooting for the Cardinals for that, for that bet. I'm going with the Cardinals. For Mama, Mama Peterson, we poured it out for Mama. She, she's the soul behind that bet. Oh. Did you already place the bet? We already placed the bet. By the way, that bet is – thank you. That's is it all feeling juicy? It is, it is feeling – it's getting thick. That's all I got to say. I placed a bet in 2004 saying that Michael Jordan would buy a NASCAR team. You did? Oh. Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are going to have a NASCAR team next season, 2021. And their driver is going to be Bubba Wallace. It's the first black-owned majority NASCAR team. And they said the choice was obvious to have the only current black driver at that level to be their driver. I think that's cool. So here's my question. How do you think this idea gets pitched to Michael Jordan? Like someone's like some agent calls him, hey, we want you. Like, how does he get this? I don't know, but I looked it up because I was, I was curious if you guys hit the parlay bet, maybe we could have an NASCAR team. But according sure. to NBCWashington.com two years ago, it cost about $400,000 per week to have a NASCAR team. And if you do a full 38-week season, it's about $15 million a year. So, like, that's uh, – do you lead with that? Hey, MJ, you got 15 mil? I mean, they, they, they supplement that with sponsorships, but that's going to be a I hard sell. I am venturing to guess – but I feel like MJ might have 15 million. Do you even think that he's at the level he's made? I mean, I guess that's big enough that he's making the decisions. But like last night I went to Ted Turner has a chain of restaurants in Colorado called Ted's oh. Montana Grill. <laughs> like does Ted Turner care about his, his restaurants? And like Michael Jordan, I think is doing, he had committed a hundred million dollars over the next 10 years to fight inequality. And so like this could be in that realm. So here's my question about Ted Turner Grill. If Ted Turner is like me, he does not care that the mushroom bacon burger sucks. However, if he was like you and my wife, he would want to know the detailed recipes for all of the things that are served at a restaurant bearing his name, and he would care. So I don't know what type of person Ted Turner is. I don't either. I also heard, and I never followed up with this, but it was like before the internet that the legend was Ted Turner was trying to own land from Canada to Mexico. He was trying to have a continuous strip. I'm not sure if he ever got there, but he, he definitely is a one of a kind guy. Dude. I mean, CNN, come on now. The Atlanta Braves. I'm with Ted yeah. Turner. 
Atlanta Braves for sure. But do you think you're going to watch more or less NASCAR because of this MJ Denny Hamlin? Dude, I think this is super cool. I love that the world is changing. That um, NASCAR was seen as total white kind of Southern sport, and there's now a black-owned NASCAR team. And the world we live in, I just think this is a great idea. And yes, I will be watching more. And by the way, rooting for Bubba. I think it's cool. Yeah, Bubba Wallace. We t- I think we talked about this earlier this summer that he got he was like the main driving factor to get NASCAR to remove Confederate flags from events. There's yep. also a guy who's pretty famous. I think in the 80s or 90s, his, his name is Willie T. Ribs. There's a Willie. documentary on Netflix about him. He was the first black Formula One driver, which is like even crazier to get into and much more expensive. So I think it's cool that every facet of sports is making changes. Who is my favorite NASCAR driver? It's Number easy. Three. You know this. Nope. You know this. Oh, Brennan Poole. Thank you. Thank Friend you. Friend of the show, Brennan Poole. Yes. Come on now. All right. All right. This has been the Sports Best Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He's Andrew Keller. His favorite NASCAR driver is also Brennan Poole. I have it on good authority. Mine too. Go Bubba. Thanks for listening. See you next week. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah!